Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Moving Curve, a nightly 5-minute podcast around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist. Tonight I'm considering the question, what happens after you flatten the curve and how flat should it be? It's day 66 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. We are now reporting 3577 confirmed cases with 83 deaths. Just as a slightly grim reminder, in my first episode I referred to an article I wrote on March 20th in which one of the projections of the trajectory of the virus was a simple doubling of cases every 5 days, which took us to nearly a million cases and over 30,000 deaths by the end of May. We have already overshot the projected case and death count for today by quite a bit. The expected impact of this 21-day lockdown has not been properly modeled yet, but it should serve to flatten the peak. That phrase, flattening the curve, is something I've been mulling over again these last few days. I thought I understood it quite well. After all, by the time I started this podcast, I had read at least 10 or 20 articles from around the world that explained it quite well. because that's the big push the world was building up to in epidemiology the virus takes the course of a curve which is from where by the way i drew the name for this little podcast for highly infectious diseases like this one the number of cases start doubling rapidly and the curve can climb very high very fast all of the measures the world is taking right now from social distancing to full-fledged lockdowns and bringing transport to a halt are aimed at lowering that peak So flattening the curve doesn't mean that the virus dies out just yet. It just means that the number of new infections at a given time reduces to a level that's more manageable for health systems. For the virus to not be a problem anymore is a much longer story that involves more than one of the following: a vaccine, widespread herd immunity, and a further range of concerns about the interactions between antibodies and advanced stages of the disease. Let's leave that for another episode. tonight i want to consider this let's say we succeed at flattening the curve what happens next how flat do we want the curve to be and how close to the y axis before we consider resuming normal life is there an acceptable number of daily cases and deaths we should reach and then let people go back out and if things rise to that number again lockdown again the health ministry put out a rather loosely framed containment plan last night which considers this longer view of the virus's trajectory the part that intrigued me comes at the very end how does the government view this ending containment operations which include complete lockdown and i quote here shall be deemed to be over 28 days from the discharge of the last confirmed case from the designated health facility end quote that's not a flattened curve That's the end of the curve, the end of your graph. One of the things that's happened to a lot of us is that we've forgotten what the disease environment out there looked like before. I want to be clear that I am in no way trying to minimize the scale of this disease. Episode 5 of this podcast considered this very question, and I came out at the end of that very much convinced that its infectiousness and possibility of leading to complications made it very much a big deal. Even so I want to remind myself and you of what the world of disease and germs that we went about in before this looked like. We've forgotten that there are diseases for which vaccines exist but not every child gets that vaccine. 5 lakh children die every year in India from vaccine preventable deaths. 
we've forgotten that there are potentially life-threatening diseases that we don't get vaccinated against. Many of us might be exposed to these diseases, but not all of us catch it. And even if we do, most people will only get a mild version of it. So the end of the curve can hardly be a realistic plan. We just need to figure out how flat we need it to be before we resume public life. Epidemiologists usually believe that getting the reproduction number of a virus to down to below one is key to resuming normal activities. That would mean that on average an infectious person will transmit to fewer than one other susceptible person and the disease will die out in a population. Understanding what share of those infected will need critical care and might die is also key, but we do not know that very well at all, especially in India. We also just do not know enough about India's health infrastructure capabilities. I spoke to Dr. Gagandeep Kang, the pioneering clinician scientist whose research on viral infections in children has revolutionized public health thinking. In terms of flattening the curve and seeing where the health system gets overwhelmed, that is difficult to do in the absence of data. Right. So in order to build models, in order to come up with numbers, you need data to populate it with. You mean and where do you get that data from? No, everything. So right. infrastructure is one thing, right? right? Do you actually know how many ventilators, how many beds, right. how many ICU beds, how many functional, right. where are the PCR kits, right. etc.? Right. So if you don't have numbers, right. how do you decide which direction you are headed in? Right, right. Right? So that is the problem. Right. In the absence of being able to model clearly, one thing is certain. Social interactions for the future several years cannot be as they have been before. I'll have more on that in an upcoming episode. Ultimately, the government too accepts that waiting till there are no infected persons for it to be safe to go outside is unrealistic. The last line of that containment strategy document says this and I quote, However, if the containment plan is not able to contain the outbreak and large numbers of cases start appearing, then a decision will need to be taken by state administration to abandon the containment plan and start on mitigation activities. We could look for a number that we accept as a threshold beyond which we can go back out again. Or we accept that we will not have enough data for a while and we begin to plan for life along the flattened curve. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question. Thank you.